Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. You're listening to Heartland Politics with Robin Johnson, a presentation of WVIK Quad Cities NPR. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Heartland Politics show and podcast, which is aired on and distributed by WVIK Quad Cities NPR. WVIK is the flagship public radio station in the Quad Cities region of northwestern Illinois and eastern Iowa. This is your host, Robin Johnson, and today is our final installment in a series of interviews with candidates seeking election in next month's huge midterm elections. My guest today, I'm very pleased to have on uh, the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, as well as her lieutenant governor, Adam Gregg. I am interviewing Governor Reynolds here live from the Reynolds-Gregg campaign bus. Governor Reynolds, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. What major accomplishments, I guess, as you look back at your full term, uh, for your term, what major accomplishments do you view as most significant that you take to the voters here as they make their decisions uh, uh, here next month? What What are you most proud of? Oh, well, there's several things, but I think the most thing, the thing that some of the things that I'm really proud that we've been able to do is, you know, we've been through some really challenging times, especially with COVID and the derecho and just mother nature in general with floods and tornadoes. But throughout it all, we were able to, you know, keep our economy open, to keep our businesses open. We protect the, protected the lives and livelihoods of Iowans. We kept our kids in the classroom. And with the NAEP scores that just came out this week, I think that really demonstrated how it validated how important that decision was, especially for our kids. You cut, we cut taxes. I am so proud of that. We were taxing like a blue state. We weren't competitive. Uh, our individual income tax rate was nearly 9% of a vote of 3.9 flat and fair starting next year. We'll no longer tax retirement income. And we want our retirees staying in the state of Iowa. I was tired of seeing them go to Florida and Arizona. And when I found out they were popping over to Nebraska uh, because they had better tax policy than we did, I said, that is enough. These are, they're valuable assets. They volunteer, they work part-time, they support nonprofits. They have discretionary funds that's spent in our businesses and in our communities. We are phasing out the inheritance tax. And in addition to that, we're bringing the corporate tax down too. So significant impact on our competitiveness and helping Iowans keep more of their hard-earned money, especially with inflation at a 40-year high. The other thing that I did that I think is really important with just the massive crime increases that you see happening across this country uh, in Iowa, instead of you know screaming defund the police, we said we're going to back the blue. So we worked with the legislature to pass comprehensive legislation um, that supports and backs and, and stands with our men and women who put their lives on the line every single day to keep us and our community safe. And then the last thing, because this has been a priority of mine, and I've been working on it since um, well since I was lieutenant governor, but a couple things, but mental health, uh, and I think especially with what we see coming out of uh, the, pan the, the pandemic, I am so proud of what we've been able to do with mental health, comprehensive adult mental health reform. We stood up a children's mental health system. They had talked about it for two decades and had not done anything with it. We stood it up. 
And then we finally, the third place was really making sure that we had um, sustainable, predictable funding for our mental health system. We took it off of property tax, state appropriation, and included a growth factor uh, with that as revenue increases as well. And then just K-12 education with work-based learning, registered apprenticeship and STEM um, is something else that I'm incredibly proud of what we've been able to do. I'm glad you mentioned the test scores uh, because I think that's something maybe people missed this week, but I thought it was a very significant story. Can you kind of expound on that a little for our listeners in case they missed it? Uh, some of the some of the news on on test scores that I thought uh, I think an objective observer would say Iowa's scores held up very well. We held up really well, and you see some of the states that had the kids um, out of school for for 18 months, almost two years drop, tremendous drop. And we actually, we were, I think, we were seventh and fourth grade reading, 15th, uh, in, or no, no, seventh in math, 15th in reading. We had significant increases. We moved like sometimes 20 to 15 spots. But again, I think it really validated uh, the fact that when you compared it to, to states that kids weren't in the classroom and you compared it to states where kids were in the classroom, they fared significantly um, better. Now, we still have work to do, but we're starting from a much better place uh, than some of uh, the other states. And, you know, Florida is another one. So they kept their kids in the classroom as well. And they're in the top quartile, just, just like uh, Iowa is. So I'm really proud of that. And I want to just, you know, I'm grateful to our administrators and our teachers who stayed in the classroom and, you know, helped uh, it, it make a difference, to help make a difference for our students. Governor, I know one of, based on our previous interviews, I know one thing that's very dear to you is your passion about workforce development, which, you know, over the years we see is even more critical now with what's been going on, uh, the broader trends in our country. Um, what, what Are there new developments there you'd like to share as far as workforce development? And I heard you say apprenticeships, which I think is even more important in today's economy than it used to be. Oh, it's so, so important, and especially when we just see you know, people who aren't getting back to work, we're still seeing, you know, our unemployment rate is low. It's back to pre-pandemic levels, but we're still, you know, like there's 11 million unfilled jobs across the country. We have 85,000 here. So one of the things I'm really proud of, and then I think it instills and kind of reiterates the workforce ethic, work ethic that we're known for is the registered apprenticeship programs in our high schools. And it is awesome because what that's doing is it's letting these students find where they have a passion there they get to test run different job opportunities they get to actually work in businesses that are located in their communities so if you're in rural Iowa sometimes those kids don't realize the opportunity that exists right there in their backyard and this lets them start to understand what that looks like, what those opportunities are, um, and they're earning while they're learning. So one of the first registered apprenticeship programs that we put in place was welding. Charles started participating as a freshman, and by the time he was a junior, he had bought himself an F-150 truck um, because he was earning income while he was learning a skill. Well, and then the teacher registered apprenticeship program, which I'm really excited about that because we've already launched it and we were going to do it as a pilot program. We had so much interest and we'll have participating in that a thousand apprentices. And so it is um, uh, new students, high school students that are interested in going into teachers, into teaching 
And then um, the other component of that uh, is para-educators. There's 500 of those and then 500 students that are looking at going into education as a career. So uh, really excited about that. And it, it reduces the amount of time for their education, for their certification to become a teacher or a paraeducator, and it reduces the cost so they don't have to pay anything. So really excited about that one too. Oh, and, and last, we're in 73% of the high schools. 73% of high schools across the country, across, excuse me, across the state are participating in a registered apprenticeship program. So that's awesome. I went it in every single high school and we're almost there. Um, I just have a couple questions left. We're on an abbreviated schedule. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, what, what are the top priorities for, for a, a second four-year term uh, uh, should you prove successful next month? Well, I think what I witnessed with the pandemic, and I kind of noticed this all along, but one of the things that we want to do is to make sure that we strong public school system. It's critical to the foundation of our state and our society. Um, and, and we need to fund it adequately. But I also think it's equally important for parents to be able to choose the best environment for their child to thrive and be the best that they can be. Um, if they're in a failing school or that school's not meeting their needs, I think you know that parent ought to be able to find an alternative for their child resources to make that choice. And that's how it is now. I think that every parent should be able to make that choice. And it's not as you some gate. So I want to, you know, it's going to be a priority of mine to get to get that done. We're going to continue to look at opportunity to continue to reduce taxes. We're going to continue to look for ways that we can build out our workforce. We still have a lot to do there. Um, you know, our national profile is rising and we're seeing new people move into the state. So we want to continue to really make sure that we're sharing Iowa's story and the opportunities that exist in the great state of Iowa. And that'll help address some of the workforce needs as well. We need to keep uh, not only our top talent here in the state, but we also want to make sure that we're attracting new people to the state of Iowa. And again, economy open, people are looking and they are moving in. So we've got a great opportunity from that perspective as well. And then maternal health, uh, we're looking at expanding some of our centers of excellence to make sure that we have adequate care um, in our in our rural communities and, and all across the state. So that's some of the things that we're looking at um, working on next year. Governor, final question, just allow you a chance to uh, make a closing argument to voters out there who may still be undecided on who to vote for. Uh, I got about three or four minutes here. Make your closing argument uh, to, to the citizens of Iowa. Well, first of all, it's been just an unbelievable honor to serve as the governor of this great state. It's an honor of a lifetime. I'm really proud of what we've been able to accomplish working together over the last four, four years. And that's despite some significant challenges. And I think it is such a stark contrast to what we see happening out in DC under democratic leadership. And so I would just, you know, remind them that we are the party that uh, not only you know, kept our economy open, kept our businesses open, kept our kids in the classroom. We protected our communities. We cut your taxes. We're helping you keep more of your hard-earned money um, to offset some of the higher cost of uh, the, the just inflation and the impact that that's having on families. Um, we, we put parents back in charge. We protected girls' sports for girls. We said no to critical race theory. We said uh, parents will decide if their child wears a mask or get a vaccine. And you've seen another mandate, uh, attempted a mandate coming out of the CDC on making, you know, kids requiring them to get the, the COVID um, 
vaccine. And so we have done it. We have tried really hard to empower people and not government. And I think every action and policies that we've worked on over the last four years reflects um, that very fundamental difference between what we believe in and what those running against us, the Democrats believe in. They truly believe that government is the answer to everything. They want to tax and spend more of your money. They want to bring the woke agenda into our state. They want to indoctrinate our children. And it is just, it is not where Iowans are at. Um, and we have an incredible team that's working hard every single day to make these things happen. I guess the last thing I would say is it's not about one individual. It truly is about the team. And that's why I think it's important for people to start at the, you know, it's at the local level, it's at the state level, and it's at the federal level. And this incredible group of Iowans are working hard every single day to keep our state moving in the right direction. And I believe, I believe the best is yet to come. So if I'm lucky enough to be reelected and to continue to serve Iowans in this capacity, I am so optimistic about the direction our state is heading, even with significant challenges. I do believe that the best is yet to come. Governor Kim Reynolds, thank you so much for taking the time today to be our guest on Heartland Politics. Thank you. And now for the second half of this edition of Heartland Politics, I'm very pleased to have on the running mate of Governor Kim Reynolds. He's the Lieutenant Governor Adam Gregg. Uh, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, welcome to Heartland Politics. Hey, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Well, a lot of times, you know, like the vice president, the lieutenant governors are there. and and uh, But I think in recent years, it seems like both at the vice presidential level and lieutenant governor in many states, they've taken on more high-profile activities, and I know you've been involved in a couple. Uh, share a little bit about both of them. We'll start with the uh, uh, the governor's the governor's criminal justice reform uh, committee, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me begin by saying I'm very honored to have the opportunity to serve as a partner with Governor Reynolds. It's an amazing opportunity to serve the people of Iowa, and I truly appreciate that she uh, entrusts uh, in me some re some real responsibilities and um, uh, some really uh, high-profile work. So on the governor's uh, criminal justice reform, we call it the Focus Committee on Criminal Justice Reform, and essentially uh, we bring together uh, law enforcement, just, justice advocates, uh, representative of government agencies, um, and we work to find common ground on improvements to our criminal justice system. Uh, I think Governor Reynolds uh, gave me this assignment in light of my past experience as the state public defender. So before uh, she ascended to the governorship, uh, when uh, Terry Branstad became the ambassador to China, I was serving in the Branstad Reynolds administration as the state public defender running our state's indigent defense system. And so I think she saw uh, that in my background and thought that might be a good fit for me. Uh, and we've had some great conversations on this. So uh, let me just trace the history really quick. In 2019, we focused a lot of our efforts on what you would call the re-entry process. So in other words, talking about providing some education and job training uh, for those who are in the prison system so that when they get out, they don't come back, so that they've got some skills to be uh, meaningful members of society so that they can support their family in an honest way. Um, so really proud of those works and it, it takes some pragmatism uh, but I, I do think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I always joked as state public defender, and it's true in our correction system, uh, this is not an area where we want repeat customers. We want people to <laughs> learn their lesson, be reformed, 
uh, and, uh, and come out and be productive members of society. And so we worked on, uh, on improving those job training programs, um, and, uh, and I, we're seeing good success from that. Uh, so we're certainly very proud of those work, uh, of the work that we've been doing there. I think most people may be surprised that uh, I know you're aware of these, this data that it, uh, I, I've seen it on recidivism, that most crimes are committed by repeat offenders. And so the vast majority of people are people maybe who don't have much experience with the criminal justice system. And those seem to be the ones that you want to, as a society, maybe we focus on, as it sounds like you're doing, to kind of uh, serve to uh, f focus them on maybe moving on when they're, with their lives. And we're not talking about violent criminals here. We're talking about those nonviolent nature. Well, and, and that, that's just right. We want to, even for those who have been repeat offenders in the past, we have to break that cycle. Uh, it's critical for public safety uh, to be able to do that. Let me give you just one really specific example of, of some of the outgrowth of that work through the Crim Focus Com Committee on Criminal Justice Reform. So at the Newton Correctional Facility, we have a society and support so that they family support their anonymity in a way. So it's um, a process work of those and some, it takes pragmatism. Um, I do think, but I, I right think it's the real thing to do. I always always joke defend state public true and under and instructions are correct. System. This is not this area where we're not an error repeat. We want mercy. We want people to people learn their be less armed, reform, uh, and uh, and and, uh, and be, become members of productivity in the society. So we worked on improving uh, those improving job training um, and programs, and uh, in good success. We're seeing that success. For, so uh, certainly very work out of those uh, of the work uh, doing there that we've been. I think people think most may be missed surprised uh, I know that where you know your day that uh, I've seen of is recid crime that most committed by are committed offender repeat years. so the majority of vast majority people people who don't maybe might have experience much criminal justice with the crimson and that's just system to most seems that you be the one you want to as maybe society on we focus sounds like as it's doing to make your doing kind of uh, 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 serve to uh, some uh, focus moving maybe moving on with lives and with their locking up or not talking about criminal violence we're talking here with those being about violent non-nature well that, that's and, and right we watch just even for the one uh, have been those who have been repeated past winners in the break that we have to that psych be, um, it's critical it's, it's public safety for safety be able to uh, to be to do that you just let me give you specific one real example of sort of the out some of that work growth of the criminal through the focus criminal justice committee on reform so the new at the national correctity facility we have a so that they can support their family in an honest way um, so really proud of, of those works and it, it takes some pragmatism, uh, but I, I do think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I always joked as state public defender and it's true in our correction system. Uh, this is not an area where we want repeat customers. We want people to <laughs> learn their lesson, be reformed uh, and, uh, and come out and be productive members of society. And so we worked on, uh, on improving those job training programs um, and, uh, and I, we're seeing good success from that. Uh, so certainly very proud of those work, uh, of the work that we've been doing there. I think most people may be surprised that uh, I know you're aware of these, this data that uh, I've seen it on recidivism, that most crimes are committed by repeat offenders. And so the vast majority of people are people maybe who don't have much experience with the criminal justice system. And those seem to be the ones that you want to as a society, maybe we focus on, as it sounds like you're doing, to kind of uh, serve to uh, f focus them on maybe moving on when they're, with their lives. And we're not talking about violent criminals here. We're talking about those nonviolent nature. 
Well, and, and that, that's just right. We want to, even for those who have been repeat offenders in the past, we have to break that cycle. Um, it's critical for public safety uh, to be able to do that. Let me give you just one really specific example of, of some of the outgrowth of that work through the Crim Focus Com Committee on Criminal Justice Reform. So at the Newton Correctional Facility, we have a of society and support that they family support their anonymity in a way. So um, the way process work of those it's in some, it takes some pragmatism. Um, I do think, but I, I right think it's the real thing to do. I hope this always joke defend state public true and and instructions are correct. System. This is not uh, this area where we're not an error repeat. We want mercy. Custom. We want people to people learn their and be less armed reform uh, and, uh, and, uh, and be become members of productivity in the society. So um, we worked on improving uh, those proving for job training um, and programs. And I uh, think we're seeing that success for uh, certainly very work out of those uh, of the work uh, uh, doing there that we've been. I think people think most may be missed, surprised uh, I know that where you know your day that uh, I've seen of is a recidivism crime that most committed by are committed offender repeaters. So the story investment for people, people who don't maybe might have very experimental just with the crimson and that's just system to most seems that you be the one you want to just maybe society on we focus sounds like as it's doing to make your doing kind of uh, 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 serve to uh, for some uh, focus be moving maybe they're going on when I've said what they're talking about we're not talking about criminal violence. We're talking here with those being about violent, not nature. Well, that, that's and, and right. We will just, even for those who have been those who have been repeated past winners in the break that we have to call that cycle. Be, um, it's critical it's, it's public still for safety to be able to, uh, to be to do that. You just let me give you a specific, one real example of sort of the out some of that work growth of the criminal through the focus criminal justice committee on reform. So the new at the National correctly facility of society. We have a place that they can support their family in an honest way. Um, so really proud of those works. And it, it takes some pragmatism, uh, but I, I do think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I always joked as state public defender, and it's true in our correction system, uh, this is not an area where we want repeat customers. We want people to <laughs> learn their lesson, be reformed, uh, and, uh, and come out and be productive members of society. And so we worked in on uh, on improving those job training programs, um, and uh, and I, we're seeing good success from that. Uh, so we're certainly very proud of those work uh, uh, of the work that we've been doing there. I think most people may be surprised that uh, I know you're aware of these, this data that uh, I, I've seen it on recidivism that most crimes are committed by repeat offenders. And so the vast majority of people are people maybe who don't have much experience with the criminal justice system, and those seem to be the ones that you want to, as a society, maybe we focus on, as it sounds like you're doing, to kind of uh, serve to uh, f focus them on maybe moving on when they're, with their lives. And we're not talking about violent criminals here. We're talking about those nonviolent nature. Well, and, and that, that's just right. We want to, even for those who have been repeat offenders in the past, we have to break that cycle. Um, it's, it's critical for public safety uh, to be able to do that. Let me give you just one really specific example of, of some of the outgrowth of that work through the Crim Focus Com Committee on Criminal Justice Reform. So at the Newton Correctional Facility, we have a of society and support that they family support their anonymy in a way. And so um, uh, the way process work of those it's in some, it takes some pragmatism. Um, I do think, but I, I right think it's the real thing to do. I hope this always joke defend state public true and and instructions are correct. System. This is not uh, this area where we're not an error repeat. We want mercy. Custom. We want people to people learn their and be less armed for uh, and uh, and, and, uh, and be become members of productivity in the society.
So um, we worked on improving those proving job training and programs, and I think it's we're seeing that success. For, so uh, certainly, there's work out of those uh, of the work uh, uh, doing there that we've been. I think people think most may be missed surprised uh, I, that where you know you're day that I've seen of is a recidivist crime that most committed by are committed offender repeaters so the and already investment for people people who don't maybe might have experience much experimental just with the crimson and that's just system to most seamans that you either want you want to just as maybe lighting this on we focus sounds like is it's going to take your doing kind of uh, 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 serve to uh, some uh, focus be moving maybe their way on when I've and with their locking up we're not talking about criminal Violent. We're talking here with those being about violent, not nature. Well, that, that's and, and right. We watch just for, even for the one have been those who have been repeated past winners in the break that we have to go. That's like be, um, it's critical. It's, it's public still for safety to be able to, uh, to be to do that. You just let me give you a one real example of sort of the out some of that work growth of the criminal through the focus criminal justice committee on reform. That's right. So the new at the national correctly facility of society, we have a place that they can support their family in an honest way. Um, so really proud of, of those works, and it, it takes some pragmatism, uh, but I, I do think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I always joked as state public defender, and it's true in our correction system, uh, this is not an area where we want repeat customers. We want people to <laughs> learn their lesson, be reformed, uh, and, uh, and come out and be productive members of society. And so we worked on, uh, on improving those job training programs, um, and, uh, and I, we're seeing good success from that. Uh, so we're certainly very proud of those work, uh, of the work that we've been doing there. I think most people may be surprised that uh, I know you're aware of these, this data that it, uh, I, I've seen it on recidivism, that most crimes are committed by repeat offenders. And so the vast majority of people are people maybe who don't have much experience with the criminal justice system. And those seem to be the ones that you want to as a society, maybe we focus on, as it sounds like you're doing, to kind of uh, serve to uh, f focus them on maybe moving on when they're, with their lives. And we're not talking about violent criminals here. We're talking about those nonviolent nature. Well, and, and that, that's just right. We want to, even for those who have been repeat offenders in the past, we have to break that cycle. Um, because it's critical for public safety uh, to be able to do that. Let me give you just one really specific example of, of some of the outgrowth of that work through the Crim Focus Com Committee on Criminal Justice Reform. So at the Newton Correctional Facility, we have a society and support so that they family support their anonymity in a way. And so um, really proud work of those and some it takes pragmatic. Um, I do think that I, I right think it's the real thing to do. I always always joke defend state public true and under and instructions are correct system. This is not uh, this area where we're not an error repeat. We want mercy. We want people to people learn their and be less armed reform uh, and uh, and and, uh, and be, become members of productivity and of society. So um, we worked on improving uh, those proving training job training um, and programs and I think it's we're seeing that success. For, so uh, certainly there's work out of those uh, of the work uh, uh, doing there that we've been. I think people think most may be missed, surprised, uh, I, that where, you know, you're this day, I've seen of as a recidivist crime that most committed by are committed offender repeaters. So the and already investment for people, people who don't maybe might have experience much criminal justice with the crimson, and that's just system to most seamans that you either want, you want to, just as, as maybe lighting this on, we focus on like as it's doing to make your doing, kind of uh, 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 serve to uh, some uh, focus, be moving maybe their way on when I've with their locking up, we're not talking about criminal violence, we're talking here with those being about violent, non-nature. Well, 
that that's and, and right. We watch this for, even for the one have been those who have been repeat past winners in the break that we have to that psych be um, it's critical it's, it's public still for safety be able to uh, to be to do that. You just let me give you specific, one real example specific of sort of the out some of that work growth of the crim, through the com, focus criminal justice committee on reform. That's right. So the new at national correctly facility of society we have a so that they can support their family in an honest way. Um, so really proud of, of those works and it, it takes some pragmatism, uh, but I, I do think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I always joked as state public defender and it's true in our correction system. Uh, this is not an area where we want repeat customers. We want people to learn their lesson, be reformed uh, and, uh, and come out and be productive members of society. And so we worked on, uh, on improving those job training programs um, and, uh, and I, we're seeing good success from that. Uh, so certainly very proud of those works, uh, of the work that we've been doing there. I think most people may be surprised that uh, I know you're aware of these, this data that uh, I, I've seen it on recidivism, that most crimes are committed by repeat offenders. And so the vast majority of people are people maybe who don't have much experience with the criminal justice system. And those seem to be the ones that you want to as a society, maybe we focus on, as it sounds like you're doing, to kind of uh, serve to uh, f focus them on maybe moving on when they're, with their lives. And we're not talking about violent criminals here. We're talking about those 